0: Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML, FPL. Okay, we to FML, It's Walsh. It's
1: Monday,
0: Monday night, late
1: night. Yep, Monday, August 1st, the last Monday of the rest of our lives. Yeah, the last Monday before <laughs> the it's all downhill.
0: Dies. Yeah, the hope. The hope dies. <sighs> it feels weird, man.
1: Yeah, we've been at this long enough where we know what this week is going to be like, and it's not going to be fun <laughs> for us. It's, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very air quotes funny. Yeah, but yeah. in IRL vibes is just t- torture.
0: It's fun, like a fucking former kind of all, binging, binging for one weekend, just one more trip around the sun. Yeah, I know. It's fun, and then you're yeah. just back in the fucking hellstorm. Um, yep. So we got today's pod. We're going again on Wednesday. Today's pod will basically be like questions and all that shit from Discord. Wednesday pod is going to be the Walsh and me. Annihilation pod, where we yeah. just talk about our teams and and figure out our game week one things, um, and then you know, Friday, back on
1: the normal regular schedule,
0: yeah, back to regular. Friday then we'll be deadline. doing our
1: Monday, yeah, and our we're the Wednesday one we're going to put out on the normal feed, and then yeah, yeah. you know, moving forward we'll have our Monday like normal, and then Thursday will be the my life pods for the patrons. So yep, that's what's up. Good time to no, sign no up, get in there. there. Yeah, the mug yep.
0: league is up, so make sure if if you're a patron. Scroll back in the post a little bit. You'll see how to sign up and, and get in there. And then uh, we'll take from there. So, okay. Oh, brother. Yeah. So, I'm, where are I'm, we starting? I'm ready for a massive pod, but I think we got to start with the community shield because. Oh, my
1: God. The most mean, it's important just, friendly in the world.
0: Exactly. Well, at least the most important friendly of the friendlies. Uh, it's at it's least the friendliest. That. It's the friendliest of all the friendlies, but it's also the two best teams in the league. And so. Friendliest shield. We have to is figure out what
1: they should call it.
0: Yeah, the most agreeable shield. Um, <laughs> so, and I think there's a lot to talk about with both teams. So, okay. um, you know, just starting with the city defense, we got we got some questions there. Balfour said, "What effect does the Laporte injury have on Ederson? Is going two at the back now for City too much?" Uh, Terp said, "Does the situation with Laporte give us cheap options at City defense, or the likes of and Walker's traps to be avoided?" Um, Cam Parkins asking about Walker. X50 said, in the community shield game, Cancelo seemed kind of shackled at left back compared to the bombastic performances we saw him on the right last season. You know, it doesn't make sense to start with Robbo over Cancelo, assuming you have Trent and you can't afford all three. I mean, let's just talk about the defense broadly. Like, where are you at on them as of now?
1: I mean, the over. I shouldn't be surprised, but the overreaction of these it's questions insane. is astonishing to me. Just the tone that they're they're hitting. Um, I
0: know it's like if City's first six fixtures were all Liverpool.
1: <laughs> I know we wouldn't have their defenders. Three of them. We would <laughs> yeah. have three of them. Yeah. Um, I think you know the Laporte injury is obviously not great. They don't have much cover, but I still feel like it doesn't affect the way I view the team defense enough where I'm not going to pick them. Um, and I still think Ake can do a job. I mean, they they keep cleans because of the system, not because the individual defenders are, like, god-tier. I mean, Laporte and Diash, for better or for worse, I mean, they fall down and make mistakes, you know, uh, not often, but they do it. You know, I mean, they, yeah. they play the high, and I feel like you know, you put Ake in there, you put Stony Boy in there for Laporte, and it's still more or less the same machine with you know s- close enough to the same parts. So I'm not worried about that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a downgrade.
0: I think sure that's definitely very safe it's to a say. downgrade. Yes, yeah, and but like you have to you have to sort of like expand what that means. You know, when you look at the first six fixtures. I look at something like mm, at West Ham just got a little bit harder, right? Like that's that's a tougher game. You know, Bowen is going to do whatever he wants to Kinsella, as we saw. Kinsella can't defend and you know, not having Laporte as a left center back, really bad. But then when you still look at home Bournemouth at Newcastle, home Palace, home NFO at Villa, it's still just like, yeah, I still just expect complete Plains. and utter domination in those games. You know, it'd be Almost like a freak accident. If the the opposing team's like two shots in those games, one of them goes in.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I'm still very high on them. I'm happy to hear you're high on them too. Is Walker still in your team?
1: No, I put Ederson in. uh, I don't have Walker anymore. I uh, I put Robertson in for Diaz. Yeah. Because he's playing like more forward than Diaz, sort of. And he's like flying around and. Oh, for Luis Diaz. I thought you meant for Ruben Diaz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, No, no. For 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 Luis Diaz. For my third Liverpool player, I just felt like you know they don't play that much. He's not run into the ground yet. You know, these could be the best performances of the season for Rabo. So I felt like maybe that's a little thing to try and take advantage of early doors while you know Diaz kind of settles in, and you know he he definitely doesn't have that clinicality cutting edge you know he does all the things beautifully when you watch him but fpl points you know he kind of it seems like needs more to, to has to run into them rather than like oh yeah he's just so good you know
0: yeah, yeah and he yeah. could take
1: that step forward but right now i mean rabo is a much more known quantity so i, I did that um a long way of answering your question to no i don't have walker but i still think walker is just as good as you know I, I don't view him in a different way you know he's just not a really attacking five million on the best defense in the league you know you stack him up against doc and trips and you know some of the other five millions you, you know zinchenko i'm seeing more popular too you know he's he's a good pick and a bad pick for you know different reasons yeah uh, yeah i still, I still think like that, the pick a lot yeah uh, like i still think he, he's
0: fine yeah he's still a really good pick and when you just again like it, it's what we talked about whenever we talked about him, I guess it was the mid price pot it's just like we're not getting him for the season once Champions League starts, et cetera we don't want him we know that we don't want him but early doors like he starts five out of the first six or something like that like that's just really good yeah it's just really yeah. good but let's jump to the third Liverpool player because we got we got questions on that too I think people seeing what you're seeing but Cutler said, have we seen anything that changes our feelings of the third-best Liverpool player? Um... Ethical said, I love Diaz, but on Saturday it looked more like last year, making breaks and causing chaos, not yet Mane getting in the scoring position while Nunez was in on everything for 30 minutes, blah, blah, blah. Does that just make Rabo the pick? Um, Tio, have your views on VVD versus Rabo changed since the premium pod, or is Rabo clearly worth the extra .5? Are you concerned about Simicoss? Um, and maybe, maybe after that, we need to talk about Darwin, but yeah, I mean, I, I actually did the same thing as you. I mean, I think, One of the also stunning things to me between Robbo and Diaz, because we've always said that it's close, it's just Diaz has that, like, ceiling potential, that that sexualness. But, like, the ownership is just, like, offensive to me. (laughs) Like, the fact that Diaz is 24% owned and Robbo's only 11% owned, I'm just like, Robbo is, like, just so, such a fucking sure thing. Liverpool looked great. He looked great. He's in the box getting assists, like fucking hell it just made me want to be like fuck you (laughs) like you're 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 not owning rabo and that's dumb
1: yeah i mean and to me it came down more to to the combination of like like i put rabo and martinelli in for diaz and like walker and i was like this seems like just better yeah getting the rabo the rabo pairing to me and looking at how many like interesting good you know, six, five to five million midfielders there are like, you know, I was like, you know, Rabo's Rabo's good. And yeah, like you mentioned, you know, in the box doing the things. And, you know, like I previously said, you know, early, early on when he's really lively and making extra runs up and down, yeah, he's he's just a great pick. I mean they're all they're both great picks. You know, yeah. it just comes down to I think that combination and what you feel more comfortable with, but you know, you're not gonna really go too wrong with either. And yeah. you know, that, that's the and that's the beginning and the, end of it, I think. The
0: thing with Diaz is that like it's what I said to L R, right? It's like I don't really think he's a fifteen goal guy. Like I, that's just not his game. Where he shoots from, how he plays, he's not Monet. He's definitely not Monet. But I think what one thing that like maybe the community Shield brought out a little bit. And again, it's Man City. It's the hardest game of the season. Like it's not we're reading too much into it, but it's all we have. But like when back in the day when it was Mo Monet Bob in the in the prime of those three, like I could see Diaz being the Bob this season. Like a nine and nine, a ten and ten. Like he's not, especially if it's Jota slash Darwin playing most of the nine minutes, which is what I expect. I think the majority of the goal scoring—it's obviously Mo is still the main man, but I think the majority of the goal scoring will fall on the nine more so than it will fall on Diaz. Diaz doing a lot more of the build-up, the creativity, the link-up, yeah. and stuff like that. Like Bob did, it's just coming from a different position, different like angle.
1: Yeah, that's possible. And if he does do that, then he shits on an eight million price tag i think it, the main difference is going to be like does he get those four or five like in air quote like free goals like where he has that pouncer like some little tap in some like ball bounces his way the right way because i mean if he does get that if he does get those few handful just by the sheer volume of amount of time the ball's yeah. in the enemy box and shots are being taken by liverpool and the flat track bullying that happens you yeah. know i mean i he could still hit 15 to me yeah. um but we 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 still don't really you know, we don't, we don't know that really much. Know. But even even still it's the same thing that we've been talking about. I mean, his floor is, is high, his ceiling's high, like eight million, million's still a good pick. He's um, still a good pick. Absolutely. Still a good pick. No matter yeah. which way you cut it. Yeah. And I'm currently on
0: Allison Trent Mo, so I've been just all over the place with Tinkers. But like okay. the thing with Liverpool is just they just have so many good picks. Like yeah. I was even looking at Montip, right? Like season long. Definitely don't want him. Kanate has, has a knocked, a knock. Yeah. first five, six, seven games before Champions League, whatever. Like Matip should start every game. You know, maybe misses one, you know, that would be like the max. And we've seen when he starts. He's a fucking god in F E L. He's, he's a bonus machine. He's second to Trent on Bones every game. Um, you know, he started 31 games last year. He got 20 bonus points and 6 attacking returns. He's better than VVD in FVL. So... You know, it's something something worth considering. I think the bottom line is everyone should have three. It's just which three, yeah. and and that's what makes it hard. But yeah, um, well, it's
1: which one? I mean,
0: yeah, it's cause sort of yeah. which one, but yeah, after Motrent, but yeah, Darwin. Darwin questions also sides and Vax said, lads, what's your Darwin in threshold? What do you need to see from him to bring him in? And John said, is anyone going to be at the front? Darwin instead of Diaz with no eight million mid, maybe only a sub in game week one, but he looks more likely to get FBL points when he plays. I mean, yeah, I
1: mean I I'm like couldn't imagine a player in the game that I'm further away from wanting
0: <laughs> really that far yeah.
1: yeah I mean I just for him to at his price like be a better pick than Luis Diaz, Rabo, VVD at like I just don't I don't know. I mean he would have to be basically he would have to score like 6 goals in the first 3 games for me to be like okay, I'll do Rabo to Darwin or something. Anything really short of that like him screaming neon letters, like vibrating, pulsating, and blinking, giving me a seizure. I just don't see it for his price. You know that that's it. that's kind of how I'm how I'm viewing. Yeah, it. I
0: mean, the only way he earns his price is if he puts up money numbers, right? We need we yeah. need upper teens goals, and it's possible, but sure. he
1: might just start not play that much.
0: Forty percent of the games in the first yeah. month, and then we're like, yeah. what What are you doing with a nine million? And yeah, in your team, like obviously he looked incredible and like he was just getting on the end of everything his underlyings were great he'd eye test everything but yeah i mean we we just have no idea how he's going to be handled so yeah and the liverpool just have so many guys even with the jota injury they just have so many options so yep don't like it um no. more back to city um just, you know, everyone's still looking at their mids. You've all said, is the jackening over after that performance? I personally switched him to Paris, Paraswitch and upgraded my keeper. Um, Chester said, Foden, Mars, or Jack. And Barak said, does five subs make City options such as Mars, Foden, Jack better or worse? I currently have Jack thinking he'll either start or come off the bench a lot for 20 or 30 minute cameos, Given the extra subs. Just knowing how City play, that's enough time for a return or two. Does this make any sense or am I just jacking myself into the jackening? <laughs>
1: We're all. We're someone's all there. jacking. <laughs> yeah, we're all there. Yeah. What do you see here?
0: I'm just nowhere near any of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just going to be a complete fuckfest of rotation and you know obscured minutes. It doesn't seem like fun. I mean, I don't want to be like sweating this team sheet every single week. And I mean, honestly, with Holland too it's not like he's not like a nailed he's not like kev, you no, know what I mean no, <laughs> and that's scary, you know, yeah, I mean, is he starting at West Sam? I don't know, he
0: should, but he might not. I could easily see him not yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know, Jack was pretty bad um you know he made one forward pass all game and it was incomplete i mean foden came on and balled out as he often does yeah um he, he you know, also
1: he usually does play very well against liverpool
0: always plays well against liverpool always plays well i feel like when he subs on like i always yeah. feel like his impact from the bench is really good does that factor in you know i don't know it, obviously mares is just the trap that keeps giving i mean it's the, it's like literally been a trap for five straight seasons and continues to be a trap so yeah i don't i don't know there's just just nothing that these guys can do it the only option th- of me getting one of them i think was like a really standout performance in the community shield from a starter and we didn't get that so i'm just nowhere near
1: yeah there's just a lot of question marks
0: yeah and then the last community shield questions harley boys do Silva, lesson learned about city i mean we talked about it and then i said, does the holland performance against liverpool finally put him in the wait and see bin
1: what does that mean so you got all these chances?
0: Yeah, that that's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. I mean okay, I, wait
1: and see him explode this year in fantasy and in the real life. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean he he he, he missed a Tappen.
0: <laughs> he he only had two shots, but he had over one XG because one of them was yeah. aforementioned Tappen. He was all over the place in the box. He I mean, he couldn't have done much more to be like, yeah, he's going to score so many goals this season. The the issue really is, is he going to start game week one? I have Kane instead of him for game week one. Are you thinking of doing that switch still? I I just have Kane. I'm like pretty settled on that, like for game week one. But then and, no, and, and, and you're two, thinking
1: of doing the switch after game week one yeah. to Bournemouth. Yeah, I mean, Kane's okay. at
0: Chelsea. Yeah, you know that that's an easy one. Home, Bournemouth it 's still a risk, like you know if there's so many different scenarios but if if Holland scores a goal on Sunday, you know they the city plays on Sunday, I have to do Kane to Holland on Sunday night because the price change would just fuck me. Yeah. Um and then the other way is like Holland might just not start or play thirty minutes and or look bad or something, and then I'm just nervous that he's even gonna start against Bournemouth. And then the and
1: then it's the whole thing.
0: Yeah, and then that move becomes yeah. complicated too. But I think I'll just make the move. I mean, I do I, I agree with Neil on the Anfield wrap. Like it seems like Holland is just gonna absolutely fucking destroy bad teams. Yeah, like there's just nothing they can do to stop him. (laughs) Like, yeah, he's just too fast, too big. Like, just too many good passers getting him the ball. It's just like, yeah. So you know, is what it is. But that's yeah. uh, I mean,
1: I'm still on Holland. I haven't switched it. I've like somewhat passively been engaging with the thought of like starting with Kane instead of him and making the quick switch. Yeah, but I just like don't think that's like smart for me personally to do because I'm I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like I want to kind of just stick with that initial, you know, kind of read of, totally, of Holland. Yeah. But I'll we'll see because yeah. I mean, Southampton home is is nice. Obviously. Yeah, the thing
0: that I said on the above average pod was that like you know because they were they were pulling up a thing that was like teams most likely to score two and a half plus like gambling ons, and City where I had a Spurs and I was like yes but that doesn't show like the range of the possibilities, right? Because Spurs could just throw in a clunker and just be horrible. We've seen them do that under Conte and just barely get a shot or anything. But they could also score five. (laughs) But City, on the other hand, at West Ham, it's like West Ham barely ever get battered, you know? So Two to three is very likely, but more than that is not so likely. So it's like one of those things where I'm just shooting for the shooting for the hat trick, which I think is yeah. is on the table.
1: Yeah, it's reasonable. It's just, it just depends on how you want to approach it. The game week yeah. one, yeah, because it's it's bigger question when you look at you know game week one to five or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. When you look at
1: Holland; is like still fifty percent owned in the game, you know.
0: Yeah, and no, I mean, City. You know, they have the really bad Game week one fixture. You know, even for them, it's a bad, a tough one. And then it's home, Bournemouth, at Newcastle, home, Palace, home, NFO. Yeah. It's just like you got to get him. Yeah. You know, you just if he starts any of those, who knows what he's capable of? So
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, he's had games at Dortmund where he did like four goals, one assist. Like, yeah, like he's got that.
0: Yeah, and he's done it off the bench too. Yeah, yeah. Like he could just come on in the second half of one of those games and still score a hat trick. So that's the thing that's like yep. the level that we're talking about here yeah. um, let's just maybe go to Spurs speaking of Kane sure um, I got four questions here. Rory said, who's the best premium to accompany Mo, Why is it Harry Kane? Turpis said, what are your thoughts about Son and Kane versus Kevin Holland? City score more goals, but with the Spurs guys, you can be more sure of girl- goal involvement. If your answer to this question is Mo Salah, that's not the answer I'm looking for because <laughs> Turp is just a fucking pervert. Um, Dewitt said, you weren't too keen on Kulu on the pod, but does he not seem like a good route into Spud's attack if not going for Kane and Son? And Jerry said, you are so hot in Lloris and the premium asset spot, especially compared to Allison Ederson. Fantastic few first few fixtures, too. Why aren't you so keen now? So, um, I mean, I mean the-
1: I've been back and forth with Laurie. Laurie's been in my team a lot. I mean, it's basically oh, really? I've been, okay. yeah, I've been b- between him and Ederson, you know, for a little while now. I still think he's a really good pick, but uh, in terms of, I mean, it's, it's just a hard thing, I think, to me, looking at the attack versus City, just. The fixtures, it's, it it isn't made easy because the fixtures are both, like, really good. Yeah. And in that context, I still think City are, like, way better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it just makes, it just diminishes the Spurs assets, Sun and Kane, that much more for me. Um. So, I mean, I would pick, like, Holland and Kev over Sun and Kane, like, all the time. Me too. Right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's similar to what I was just saying about the, like, range of possibilities, right? Like... Right. Spurs can get blanked by Brighton and Burnley and, you know, they had some other bad games at the end of last season. Like that just doesn't really happen to City. So, yeah. you know, City is like basically minimum two goals a game, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Spurs don't have that. No, no team except Liverpool has that. So, yeah, that, that's what it is. Um, mm-hmm. But what about Kulu? Have you warmed up to him at all? Are you looking at him at all? I mean, no, the minutes no. are a problem.
1: Yeah, no, I haven't still considered him at all. I just think he's far down on that 8 million pecking order. Like, you know, I'd rather have Mount, Luis Diaz, probably would rather have Saka. I mean, there's just a lot of 8 million picks that I would rather have than him. Um, I'm kind
0: of with you there. It feels so mm -hmm. weird to sit here and be like, we both kind of think they're the third best team in in the league and they have a really good attack and really good manager and, like, might go in with just Kane who's an immediate transfer out in my team.
1: Yeah, well, I still have but Yeah, um,
0: where are you at on him? Because, like, wasn't it just kind of, like, bad news about him? Wasn't it kind of just, like, he's not really fit
1: yet? I don't, I mean, I think he's still got some good opportunities. He almost scored a goal. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Conte, like, speaking english as his second language taking something out of context to be like he's not the know it's like well yeah he's not like in it's not the middle of the season (laughs) but he's still just like played 75 minutes was like good almost scored i'm like whatever i just believe so much in the quality of the player that you know he's gonna start most games you know play 30 minutes in the games he doesn't start could still score a goal yeah um and just Get a lot of points, so I'm not like really hyper focused or like super concentrated on like, is he going to start this game? Is he not going to start that game? Like, which game is yeah, he, what, yeah. you know? And I mean, I You're might bench him, him out there. Yeah, I mean, I might bench him. Like, if I do start with him, which I probably will, I might bench him at Chelsea. You know, maybe I'll just throw like, you know, okay, start at Southampton, subbed early, like bad fixture at Chelsea. I'll just play like Pereira or something. I mean, I probably won't do that, but I just think with him, the goal threat is so huge that. You know he's just still a great pick, and I'm just not really worrying right now too much about like the minutes. Yeah, problem. You know, and that and that could be totally wrong because I know like minutes are the best predictor of points. Like, bleh, yeah. bleh, I get it, I got it. Guys. Bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> but like Perisic, a defender. He, I mean, he's not even that expensive. He's like fucking five five. So yeah, you know. I mean, it's like you know. I mean, I just still think he's a really good pick. You know
0: it's almost like it almost reminds me to hearing you talk about it like of the the jota season when he's like six what was he six five the first liverpool season right and it was like minutes minutes but it was like just start him because (laughs) he can come off the bench and score and when he starts he could score but then also the clean sheet points, so you know it's even more so more more so
1: it's similar it's also different i think because that that was bigger question of like jota's not in their best eleven, but we yeah. know Perisic is in the best yeah. eleven. Yeah, yeah. No quite So that's more of just like him getting up to speed and like whatever that means for him, fitness wise. But I just think he's just amazing, and I fucking love him, and I always have loved him, and I will continue to love him, and I want to love him in my team.
0: <laughs> yeah, his ownership has dropped a ton. I don't remember yeah, exactly where it was, but he's at twenty nine now. I feel like it was in the forties.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I think also Doc. Good pick, like five I million. Know. Doc he clearly is, a fucking is like thing. Like he's clearly like his f- f- like favored choice there. He's by um, far the best. Yeah, he's I by mean, far the best. It's and I mean at five, he's he is like you know a much worse version of Parisic. Like kind of comparing the two of them at like the wing back from like an FPL standpoint. Yeah. I think like if you yeah. put Parisic in the same minutes and spots as Doc, like he'll double his at triple the output. Sort of. Yeah, I agree. But Doc is still like. <laughs> Sure, still he's gonna use subs doc. on wingbacks all the time. I get the did it or got it, like understood. But Doc is still like at five million, has huge explosive haul outputs and there just aren't that many picks in the game like that at defense.
0: I know, it makes you know, me wanna like like almost makes me wanna just get like fucking both of them and just yeah, be like any, that. Any time they start, I have like the best asset in the game. And anytime yeah. they don't start, okay. Hopefully they sub on and get a points, or I just have a backup coming to yeah. get points. Like no, I, I've
1: played. I've played with that. I've yeah. looked at that. Definitely, because yeah. I think you. You know, you get. You definitely get that boomer bust kind of thing. But it's just so it's, hard to. It's risky.
0: When, it's risky, but it's also so hard when, like, I think. Well, I don't know if you're on Reese, but I'm I'm on Reese Trent Kinsello, Yeah, I still have
1: Reese. I still have Reese.
0: And it's just fucking hard. You just run out of space. There's so many good defenders yeah. in the game and I want so many of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Um so let's naturally move to Chelsea. I guess these segues are just unbelievable. Um Dewitt said, Chelsea have looked pretty solid in preseason. Have your opinions on their assets changed, particularly James, Raz, Mount, even Kai? Does Raz feel worth the $2 million over Mount? Callum said, Mason Mount, arguably the most established, proven $8 million mid. He has decent fixtures, but it feels like he's in no teams. Is he being overlooked and actually a great pick? Or is Tommy T rotation and Chelsea preseason good enough reason to not have him? And Katfing said, are you at all Raz curious, or is Mount just better value, Just or just waiting and seeing on Chelsea attack? So we're both on... Reese, I feel like we don't need to say yeah. that much about him. He's just a great pick. Get over it if you don't like him. He's fucking nailed. He's playing wing back. Great pick. What okay. about the attack?
1: I don't. Before going to the attack, I still am like thinking about Mendy because he okay. does still seem like extremely obvious. Because <laughs> like, yeah. at five million, yeah. I mean, it's it's a the point five is a fucking huge difference. I mean, when you're looking at this goalkeeping spot and. You know, I know we talked about him on other pile, Like, doesn't make as many saves. Like, doesn't get any bonus points. But, you know, you're still looking at this five million goalkeeper nailed on into the Chelsea defense when they play three fucking center backs. Like, it's still a really good pick. You know, and I'm not like a hundred percent sure I'm not going to start with him. I know the fixtures aren't as good initially, but I mean, he's he's the obvious pick. There's a reason why he's the most owned players. Is the most obvious pick. Yeah. I mean, so it's I just want to. This not like time, trendy, but you know. yeah. This
0: time of the season, it's like shaving point five is just like that's what we do here. Like yeah. I feel like the, you know, as it gets closer to to game week one, we just convince ourselves like ah, I can drop point five here, drop point five here to get this yeah. guy or whatever. Yeah. So I yeah. could totally see. I could totally see that. I think it's a very valid point.
1: Um. But then yeah, Reese. I mean, we've both been on Reese. I think for a while. Well, you're newer, but I've had Reese in my team for a really long time. I haven't really fucked with it. It's still just like yeah, he's just a good pick. And the attack. I mean, what do you what do you? I mean, the the transfer. First of all, the transfer shit around this team this this last month is like. A fucking insane show. They just show. have a
0: billionaire American just going full like Wild West out there.
1: I mean, they're, they're, they almost have bought like nine players. It's just, it's so, and now insane. they're swooping
0: in for Kukurea. Yeah.
1: It's like, what are you doing? But it seems anyway. like he
0: just has Fabrizio on like Twitter notifications and he sees yeah. like Kuku and he's like, oh, we should get Cuckoo. He's like, yeah. that's a good fucking idea. Like, um, so do you
1: want them? Oh, we, we can get them.
0: That said, I've very confidently heavily talked myself into mount
1: into mount
0: yeah he's he's the eight million i feel best about right now okay
1: yeah i mean they have some good easy fixtures granted they're away but i like the pick i mean i think it's him saka and maddo yeah you know are probably the ones where you know if you guess right that's going to be a big deal because you could you know you could be looking at like 25 some points in the first few games And yeah, Maddo, I mean, Mount Mount looks good. You know, Everton and Leeds. Two of the first three are good fixtures to have, and you know right. he's playing in the front three now with Raz and Havertz, which is you know what we would want to see. Yep. The interchange, the movement's going to be hard for any team to deal with, and he's a flat track bully as he's shown. So, so yep. some set pieces, a good pick. Yeah, yeah. Great no, pick.
0: That's for all of the reasons above. That's why I'm on. I mean, look, looking good. Playing the front three, I, I I even went as far to like look back at some of his past goals to be like, ah, on the left, does he score? He scores goals from the left yeah, all the everywhere. fucking time, he cuts all the time. In, yeah. um, and you like him, and I've always liked him. I've been yeah. on, I was on him for long stretches last season. He took the fucking leap into like an elite attacker last season, you know, statistically. And then the other thing that I I just like found while I was talking myself into him is like he's also. Just the number two pens guy, and Jorginho plays two thousand minutes every season. So that's he's a probably gonna, he's probably gonna pepper in some some pens. That's too. a good.
1: That's yeah. a good point. I didn't think about that. You know, because yeah, he, he could took could one fall last into some year. Pens. They
0: they they took some. Rom and Raz took wins one. a lot of pens. Raz loves to win pens. Going yeah. down, favorite <laughs> thing to, to do. But yeah, <laughs> Rom took one. Mount took one, and Jorginho took the rest last season. But Jorginho, again, like he plays, you know for 30 to 40 percent of of the season Jorginho won't be on the pitch so you know mal could get some pens too and I'm just like yeah I just love it I love the attacking pictures I I was early like talking myself in a raz just because of you know i i honestly do believe he's still great and going to score 20 goals but 10, like for
1: 10 millions yeah
0: 2 million less getting mount who i i don't think that like yeah. 11 and 10 where he was last season was like fluky um just it's just it's just too too much value. Like, two million is yeah. just too much. He's not going to outscore Mount by fucking 50, not, 60 points. Yeah, and
1: you're not captaining him,
0: so... And I'm not captaining the player, yeah. so it's just, like, that's just too much. And, I, yeah, I just love the pick. I love the fixtures. Okay. Love the pick. Wow. Yeah. Did you... So, tell me about why him over Saka? Really like Saka, too. Saka, on pens, love that. You know, four or five free goals, huge for Arsenal. I think I just you know i 'm on Jesus Martinelli. I felt a little weird going triple, which we 'll get to because some people were asking about the triple you
1: have martinelli
0: i as of now i 'm on Jesus martinelli okay. um, you know and then low key I mean I know overall their fixtures are good, but app Palace is a really bad fixture. Muster might be a moderately bad fixture. We don't really know yeah. yet. And so mm-hmm. I'm just like, do I want to triple this attack? Like that just yeah. seems like I'm putting so many eggs into the probably fifth best yeah. team in the league. I'm like... Am I there yet? Am I that? Are they Liverpool? Are they City? Like, no, they're definitely not. So, you know, I just like spreading it around a little bit there. I still feel like Chelsea attacks really good and better with Raz than it was last season. Chelsea's
1: still better. Chelsea's still a better team than Arsenal.
0: Better team than Arsenal until proven otherwise.
1: Okay. No, I think that all makes sense to me. I like all of that. Yeah, I mean, Martinelli is. I put him in recently with Rabo. It's like I'm still like. Very unsure about that pick just from the Game Week One standpoint because yeah, I think those first two fixtures are bad. Yeah. Like, I don't think I think Home Lester is bad too. Like it with, might you know, be with okay and like their, Home Lester, but I, I, just, not. I, I just don't think it's good. I don't think yeah. it's just don't think it's good. I mean with Leicester in the shape that they're in right now. I think Leicester's gonna be back to just a bad fixture. That is it's just a bad fixture. And you know, I mean at Palace, granted it's the first day of the season, we've had, you know, a very disjointed preseason with half the team abroad, half the team at home, yeah. And shit like that. Yeah. So, you know, that might Play into Arsenal's favor because they have had a pretty consistent and pretty settled preseason. So maybe at Palace at game week one isn't that bad, but yep. I don't know. Yeah, Martinelli's just I'm just a little with so much soup around there where I'm just like oh a little two week punt here, a little two nice two fixtures here, nice two fixtures there, a little this, little that. So it's that's a, that's a tough one. I'm that's going to be coming to the deadline for me. Sure, for yeah, sure. and and the thing
0: again with Saka, it's just like you know, you know, it's it's worth reminding ourselves that pens are a huge fucking deal in fantasy he only scored two pens last season but on our you know the last two seasons arsenal have gotten six and eight that's a lot of fucking free points going so it's like their 20
1: 35 point range
0: you know so i i do still think soccer's a great pick it's just i think the fact again it's like mount over razz it's like i'm going martinelli for two million cheaper i think i think the gap is not that yeah But let's go to Arsenal. I mean, Parkas said Arsenal 6 six in Sevilla last night, 4-0 up after 19 minutes. Jesus Hattie, is it time to triple up on Jesus' Saka Martinelli and put our life savings on on the arse to finish top four? Al said, is Saka worth the I 2 mil. I wonder
1: if
0: that guy's an Arsenal fan. Yeah, exactly. Al said, is Saka worth the 2 mil over Martinelli? Bolter said, what are your thoughts on tripling up on Arsenal's attack? And then Sonnet, you know, everyone's, yeah, Sonnet same thing. Saka, Martin, Jesus, too much. So everyone's looking at the triple I mean, what do you think about the triple?
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I Martinelli is, just i can't figure it out because you know i mean i've been obsessed with him for so long i mean i, I owned f- him two years ago yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah <laughs> like, like, you're know. you're a true you're a martinelli
0: hipster i think yeah, that's but, fair to say and
1: but now that he's like in all these teams i'm like doing the thing where i'm like oh like what fuck him like is he's he whatever. <laughs> yeah that's a, no seriously it's i know sick. it's, it's like same, fucking sick it's yeah. what we talked about with the hollander yeah like, if we didn't
0: know that he was yeah. high owned. we'd we'd both have him <laughs>
1: Martinelli just feels kind of obvious, though. Like at that price point, yep. young, trending up with Jesus, like settled, Brazilian, all the things. Like he just should be better. And he was already like pretty good last year, like six and seven in 1800 minutes. You know, if he just takes a leave, even just a little step forward from that, you know, it, granted, he could like blow that out of the water. I still believe in him. I, I I think he was just not fit. Like, the, the recency bias of him, like, finishing really badly. It's yeah. just, like, he was, like, so bad that I was like, who is this? Yeah. And he's been looking pretty good, right? I mean, preseason has been yep. doing the things. He's been getting yep. assists and shit. And he's, like, he's coming in central. He's doing the thing out wide. And, yeah, at six million, I feel like Martinelli is a good pick, just the positions he's taking up, you know? I and mean, the, there isn't, like, a similar pick, like, on Chelsea or Spurs, you know, and this this is... exactly Yeah.
0: Exactly. And, the, you know, I he's also starting with the ones every game every game with the ones every game that Sokka and Jesus are playing he's playing you know and that's that's huge you know I mean because yeah. two weeks ago I was like uh, is he nailed they're gonna play some yeah. two up top ESR Fiera yeah. like you know he seems to be not nailed but he seems to be first choice pretty clearly but yeah. do you think that a triple up is is too much and you know no
1: I mean I this is the same thing. I, I just I don't like the way that people I think look at this is like too many eggs going one back. It's like what do you like do you like Martinelli more than Rashford? Do you like Martinelli more than Neto? Like the the comp- it doesn't matter if you have one, two or three of these players in your team, they're gonna do whatever they do. Like if you like Saka more than Mountain, get Saka. If you like Martinelli more than Rashford, get Martinelli, right? Like if you like Jesus more than I see what
0: you're saying, but I do think there's something to just diversifying in this game week one period where like again keep reminding ourselves we don't know anything, right? So I'm like, yeah, I think I do, but, you know, Arsenal could be flat for the first five game weeks, and then, you know, if you're tripled up, you're fucked. And Chelsea could just bang them in, you know? But I think you
1: you, you have to use that in the context of every single individual of those three players that you're comparing. it's like, yes, fine, but does that mean that I like Rashford more than Gabriel, uh, uh, Martinelli? Like, okay, yeah, I do. Does that mean I like Maddo more than Saka? Like, no, I still like Saka more knowing that risk. Like, if you're doing it that way, then, like... I just I don't I just don't I don't think it's a problem to have all three of them. If you look at them and you think that no, I, I think they're going to be fine. You know the Leicester fixture, the Palace I, fixture. I, I don't. And then disagree. they have two promoted
0: I, sides. You know. I guess what I'm saying regarding diversifying is that like if you think it's close between two of the eight millions, maybe you should go with the non Arsenal one.
1: Well, I don't know like if that has is that any. Anything? I don't know if that's right or wrong. Like if that's just you wanting to hedge your emotions because you know if it is bad, it's really bad. Versus like that shouldn't be considered at all. Like I'm almost I, I feel closer to like that shouldn't be considered at all, and that's yeah, just I'm, like a, a myth that we want to sell ourselves because we can have hold on to more hope that way. Of, I'm like I'm you know yeah. This
0: I guess we just differ on this. I mean I don't have it like fully fleshed out, but in my head I'm just thinking like. Early season, I want to diversify as much as possible. I don't know which attacks are going to look good. I don't know what players are going to look good. I don't know how teams are going to start. You know, when we wild card, let's just say like game week 25, we do our second wild card. We don't ever think about this stuff ever because I'm just right. like, I'm, you know, I can triple this team, triple this team. I'm very confident. I know yeah. what these teams are, but right now I'm just, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's... I like all of the individuals, but I'd rather diversify is all I'm saying. But I I, I I hear hear what you're saying. And I also don't know which one is right. Yeah,
1: We hear hear each other. We don't necessarily agree or disagree. And we also don't know.
0: I feel seen in this moment. Yeah, we're
1: seeing. We're seeing each other. I see you, Ecuador. I see you. (laughs) Ecuador. Ecuador.
0: Let's maybe jump to a couple questions on the, on the 8 million mids that everyone's talking about. Rory said, can we get some more broad strokes on the 8 million mids? Now we have more info, info closer to deadline. Sock on pens, Jota injury, Foden community shield cameo. How do you see these factors impacting the rankings of these guys? And Jabroni Spud said, all right, now the preseason games are wrapping up. What's your definitive 8 million mid rankings? Everyone's fucking yeah. obsessed with the slot.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because there aren't even that many players. It's like five guys. They're just
0: like... <laughs> I mean, the FPL game, again, did a great job. They did pricing. a good job,
1: because these are the perverted picks of, like, which one of these is going to be, like, $10 million next year?
0: Yeah, exactly. And they're all yeah. nailed, and they're yeah. all, like, cool and young. <laughs> you yeah, know? fun, yeah, want to hang
1: out. You want them to be come to the pool party that you're hosting.
0: Exactly, exactly. So,
1: yeah, yeah Mount, I mean... clearly number one over there. I
0: made my case for mound, but if, you Definitive. know... It's definitive. I, I have it's definitive.
1: Well, the question wanted a definitive.
0: I. It's probably Diaz number one. I just don't have him because there's other good Liverpool picks. If I could have four Liverpool players, I'd probably have Diaz over Mount. Is basically what I'm
1: saying. That's like that's the toughest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, I think it's him and Mount probably. I mean Matto having Arsenal and Chelsea, those first two two of the first four is a tough one for Matto and yeah, and Saka's good still, you
0: know. Also there's just like a bad vibe right now with Leicester. Like Newcastle's trying to buy Matto. Chelsea's trying to push Fafana. Literally no one. (laughs) They bought no one. The only Uh, team
1: in the in the continent that hasn't bought anyone. Only
0: team yeah, it's it's just seems sketch but yeah i I think saka's up there with with those guys i mean i really do yeah like you just look at 11 and 9 last season he ended the season hurt getting subbed whatever let's just say he gets four more goals just from pens alone like that's a huge output that's 200 points
1: yeah this is a mess like this is gonna make or break like this is gonna be so much heartache for us like have we're gonna own all of these guys at some point yes. we're gonna miss halls we're gonna buy yes. guys late and get blanks we're gonna get ha- halls like it's a fact it's it's gonna be very very frustrating it's i can a, foresee it's that a fucking already fact.
0: yeah i mean yeah. if we were again it's like the difference between an actual game week one team and a theoretical like zombie team yeah. like in a in a set and forget team i'd probably have saka and mount and diaz Cause I'm just like these guys are all really good. Total, I think they're all like their total points. will see them as being like underpriced. I just yeah. you know in your real team with captains and whatnot, you know and transfers. It's just not that easy.
1: Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. I mean, and the, the other thing too about the eight bracket is like. There are a lot of good other midfield like seven seven five like Wilf is there Barnes is there like Jack I don't know like Sancho Brash like, yeah Phil like there are still a lot of guys JWP. there that you can you know again back into who have maybe tougher opening fixture runs that you could back into out of one of the eight million guys if you yep. want to redistribute funds and shit so yep. you know knowing that too is like makes it feel more comfortable you know investing in this price bracket too I think
0: yep absolutely um. We got some questions about just like the uniqueness of the season and you know the five subs and stuff. So, and do you know what? Can we? Can, yeah, yeah. can,
1: I, can, can I take over with Absolutely. a couple of questions?
0: Uh, please,
1: a couple. I think preseason. Like we haven't really talked about like what have we noticed from preseason or like things to look yeah. out for. I mean, yeah, I think we should spend a few minutes on that because there are some big pieces of information. I think. Like, yeah, talk to me because I'm I'm behind
0: the curve. I just was on vacation. I was busy yeah. all day today. So, what are you seeing?
1: Well, Brentford seem really committed to the 4-3-3 And I think, you know, Wissa is a legitimate pick I mean, they're talking about Damsgaard might be coming in And they have Keen, lewis potter But Wissa, Wissa at 5-5 should not be forgotten, I think Just put that one out there Yeah, And, then South and they have Hampton good are playing, fixtures, right? They have really good fixtures Yeah, Really good fixtures And Bumo's been, you know, also at 6 million forward. I I know. know I've looked at But He's still, like, doing well. He has four goals. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's still, like, doing well in preseason shit. So, I mean, Brentford, it's a really difficult team to, to... Pick apart, but Southampton also are like playing three at the back, so they're going to have cheap out of position attacking options. Like I know their fixtures are bad initially, and you know we don't have to spend too much time on it, but you know it also does potentially free up JWP not to play so deep. You know, so yeah. if he does stick with three at the back all season, which I, I don't know personally, I, I, they, they like don't have any center backs. I don't know. I mean, he could but, also
0: get sacked after the first month, so we'll yeah, see. But yeah, he absolutely
1: could do. And you know, for the, the opening fixtures are just insanely bad for Southampton. But that's another thing I think. To just keep in mind like which like you know the the new guy from rangers they got like who's yeah. playing a pot i mean it could just be che or whatever you know and where they're they're not really good picks but um that's something that's caught my eye for sure and then wolf, i mean with wolves right i mean losing jim is not small like it's a really really big deal i think looking at their front three is going to be with with potence instead of jim like it might be better, you know, I mean, I could imagine that yeah. maybe, you know, yeah. imagining just like ball to feet more, changing styles and just that might just play better to the strengths of like the, the rest of the, the players playing with yeah. at the back now, not needing maybe a target man to come deep and link up play. And then you're, you're kind of like not having an odd man rush going forward, but. I don't know. I mean, I, I still think Neto is a really good pick. It, it might be worse. I mean, yeah. it might just like they might just not function because they have like three little tiny guys up top, and they're playing. You know, three midfield. One like Mutinho can't move. You know, it puts a lot of onus on Nevesh and it, it seems like he keeps linked Donker. I don't know. I mean, that could be an issue also. But you know, just just also something. I'm like, it hasn't got put me off Neto. Yeah, but. You know, it's just something to note, because that might just be like, okay, maybe Neto scores one in the first two, but if the performances don't look that good knowing Jim's out for a while, is like, just get rid. Like, just cash in kind of thing. I'm
0: scared of Neto. I'm definitely scared of Neto. I mean, because yeah. it's like, it's easy to dream on, especially because we rate him individually, Right, But it's still the thing where it's like, you know, he might also just be one and a half shots a game and they struggle to score one goal, even in the good fixtures. Yeah. They were really like a bottom three attack in the second half of last season in the entire league. You know, so I'm still a little scared on that, though, even though, you know, Leeds Fulham are probably the best two fixtures you can have in the season as of what we know yeah. right now. Yeah. I'm still scared. I mean I'm still just not that sure. You know, like I for a long time I've been four four at the back with Nico and Neto and the team. And it's really, really easy to talk me into like turn Nico into Zinchenko and Neto into a four five or you know, any five million walker or whatever and just start them every week for a five, six game week period, and that's just better.
1: Yeah, I mean, but on the other side of the coin is like we've been saying, like Neto could just be like a long-term just mockery of his price, like great pick. And I mean, you, I think you have to kind of theory craft a little bit when you look at Neto and like the opening run is like okay, at Leeds home Fulmer the first two, and right, we're not sure without Jim. I mean, he's been banging them in preseason. Neto has like how they're going to look and how they're going to function. We know that they're going to be attacking more because they're not playing with the third center back. And we don't know, like, how fluid and how fluent that's going to look. Yeah. But at Leeds Home Fulham, we're going to know, like, okay, this is good or this is bad. Yeah. Right? Like, we're yep. going to know pretty quickly. And if it's good, we just, like, kind of shrug our shoulders at Tottenham. Maybe we bench him for that fixture. But then it's home Newcastle, which is, you know, it's not a good fixture. But it's, it's not decent, horrible, probably. Yeah. At Bournemouth, home Southampton. So, you know, he could just be cruising up till that game week six point and then we could reassess when they have liverpool and city back to back where it's like oh god okay what am i doing here and then chelsea shortly after and i just think you know you can look at all these players He's fucking five five right I know. like you know so i feel like the upside there is is worth it you know the it's th- still worth it is, to me because he's going to be playing out of position he's going to be playing striker
0: absolutely yeah the the other side of the coin is if it's bad right after two game weeks we're like okay this is bad you know they struggle to score one goal in either game the thing that i was thinking about and i wonder what you think about this i was just kind of daydreaming about it today to distract myself it's i was thinking it's like it's actually more risky to bet on cheaper players versus more expensive players because they're just so much less flexible and as well as, you know, just aside from the normal traditional reasons, they're less nailed, not in Neto's case, less proven, worse teams, all, or all of the above, something like that, right? It's like, okay, so the opposite scenario of like, it's bad. So what happens? We he hold, price drops to 5-3, he's, he's and he has five, two, three, four points
1: in two game weeks.
0: And we have to double move him out to probably anyone who's even viable. because Or, ba- you, or you get Bailey. Yeah, and that's like also a big if, you know. That just means that you know, if Bailey starts both games and looks good, and then you know, even still, he's at Palace, home West Ham in three, four before nightmare. So it's like you probably have to take a hit to get rid of Neto. Like that is also really bad. I like it's ringing my bell, reminding me what you said. I think in the postmortem, which was like in FPL, we always like prepare for the best (laughs) yeah and in life we're always prepared for the worst (laughs) you know and it's like that probably like shouldn't be that way you know yeah um so i'm I'm scared i am scared. yeah
1: no i mean i think i'm the least amount scared that i normally would be for this spot because i still see so many like in and around five five midfield options that like i would be happy to have like there's still like there's Eze, there's fucking the kid Aronson over on Leeds. I mean, they're just the Wissa I just mentioned, right? I mean, there's just still a lot of like five five guys, and there is Bailey as like a Gordon as a backup. There's Gordon. I mean, they're just there's just so many, and the price drops could be a big issue, right? Because he is so highly owned. Like, how quickly do people jump off him? Like, I mean, how he could be five
0: there? three or five two by game week two. Like, if he just gets a one-pointer and one of these other yeah. guys scores a goal, like, that's all it takes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know about a double or a triple drop in one game week. Yeah, I it, think could, it could double. happen. No, yeah. it, it could happen. It could happen. It could happen. But you have to bet on someone. Yeah. You know, and... You know, I don't, I don't mind that because I still do believe in the player, even though the situation of the team is, is sketchy and he's playing out of position striker. I just, I still, I still like him more than the, than the other, other picks. You know, he's still on my team. Yeah. I still, like I mean, more he's the not on my
0: team right now, which again, yeah. I keep saying this on every fucking pod I'm on means nothing right now. It's Monday. Yeah. I'm going to tinker yeah. like crazy, but I just look at like Neto's potential output. In that first five, six, seven, whatever you, whenever you think you might wildcard, you know, versus a five million defender who I really like. Like, let's just yeah. use Walker as an example. Like, I expect, you know, four-ish cleans, you know. Is Netto going to score four plus goals? Like, I doubt it. Like, four even if it's going turns. well, I doubt yeah. it, you know.
1: Yeah, maybe. So-
0: that's my problem with it, but i I totally hear you like again, yeah. he could just fly after the first two, and then he's 5'8", and five, eight, five nine, and everyone owns him, and it's just like it's such an auto yeah. obvious pick
1: well, that's also i'm not I've been five at the back the whole time I've been tinkering, so oh, okay. I haven't been having okay. to deal with that calculus either, okay. yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: okay, well, let's just talk about more about these kind of like budget guys and stuff like that, or you no the
1: the other thing too, the schmike's being. Gone too. I mean, we might have a four million goalkeeper with I know, Ward. I, know. I mean, they haven't put the other Allen. You know their other goalkeepers named Iverson. 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 And Ward, Iverson. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Al's question Iverson was: it, it, <laughs> Is Ward
0: a viable starting keeper option for us? Like, if if there is a four zero starting keeper, is it just stupid to not go there?
1: It might be. Yeah.
0: Again, I think it's a weird season.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's the thing. Like back to the Brewster thing is like. Just because he's starting at four million doesn't mean he's getting points. Like he's not going to be getting that many points because he fucking is on Leicester or whatever, right? And yeah, he's Danny Ward. Yeah. So like, you first of all, we don't know. Iverson's probably going to come to the game at, at four or five. So we don't know who's starting definitively. So that's not you know clear by any means. But even yeah. so that's just for this this exercise. Assume that Ward is starting at four zero. If you spend eight million at the back, you know you're you're saving a good chunk there. You better be fucking hitting on your where you're you putting have to money. Hit on everything because you're you're looking at like a one to three pointer like every game yeah, from more If basically. you go
0: Ederson to Ward, that one and a half million has to be worth a lot of points. Yeah, like that starting spot on your team every week better be fucking flying, and it better be a nailed, really amazing pick. Because yeah, yeah and I mean, it,
1: and that's it's like it, to say it's Martinelli to Mount. Right, I mean that's yeah. a big upgrade. That's a yeah. two million upgrade. It's a better yeah. player. But like, is that going to be more points than like Ederson to the Leicester keeper?
0: In my opinion, probably not.
1: Yeah, might not be. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's it's not it's not as clear cut as you would think.
0: Yeah, in a normal season, if there was a four zero nailed, and he's not nailed, but we're just talking hypothetically, I think it would be pretty dumb to not just get him. You just get them and you just hold them and it's just so much value. It's same with like Nico. You just get him, you hold them. It's automatic, always good in FPL. But in this weird season where we're all wild carding early and then we have another wild card halfway, you know, less yeah. than halfway through the season, I, it's just not as obvious because you know, like in Ederson and Allison, like they're probably just gonna get twenty more points than this player before you yeah. wild card.
1: And yeah, and that's the thing is right. We'll know by game week four if like Ward's a good pick, yeah. and he's not going to be like four nine. Like he'll be like four no. two, four two. You know, yeah. goalkeeper, right? So you can also like you don't have to start with the thing. Like you can just yeah. back into it. Like you could also like maybe that's a place you downgrade to free up funds to do your double swap early on or whatever. But it's definitely something to just keep an eye on because oh, for sure, you know, for sure, yeah, it's on her. I mean, we've never had it. I don't think a four-zero like game one starter.
0: Foster. No, because
1: he Bachman was starting. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so he was the backup at four, and then he yeah, it's really rare. Season.
0: I can't really think of one either. Yeah. Um, but and
1: then, and the thing too about it is like now is when the when our budgets are a hundred. Like now is when the four million like matters the most. You know, so it's like you do kind of want to like yeah. capitalize on it early so that you can spread it out around more than like late in the season where right, but
0: i have i have yeah. uh remy matthews as my 4 backup
1: yeah i have uh robin olson
0: the good thing about remy matthews someone posted this on reddit palace price I mean, locked price locked red flag Legend. not even yeah. in the game anymore
1: yeah <laughs> just love i to don't see have it. him so you just still have him so you're yeah. just set <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's pretty good it's pretty fun um Okay, let's, yeah, let's talk more about these like budget guys and stuff like that, because we did get questions there. Um, okay. Warren said, are we overlooking Leeds attackers? Should Aronson or Rodrigo be in our thoughts over Neto? Much more attacking, pressing side with a healthy Patty B seems to be better than Wolves. Um, Serge G said, where do you guys stand on the Bailey pick? I feel like he's great value if he stays fit. I also don't expect him to play 90 minutes without pulling his hammy or something. And then Hemdog said, it, the consensus is that the cool crowd don't like the 8 guys anymore. Is taking two to three players from the Martinelli-Netto-Bailey bracket okay?
1: Whew, that was a lot. It's a lot,
0: dude. Yeah. I mean, leads are maybe easy. Well, they're not easy to start with, but it's, it's more focused than the other questions. But it's like I've been saying it for fucking three weeks now that there's going to be a valuable leads pick because they're priced like they're fucking Nottingham Forest and they're going to usually... A much better attack than that or we expect a much better attack than that which one i don't know i mean marsh like is obsessed with rodrigo and he's just donging for fun every game and he's starting at the number 10 or not even number 10 like nine and a half like off striker that's good um you know aaronson being 5-5 five five on set pieces looking good i mean he's just a pressing monster i don't know he, he doesn't really have any goals in him i don't think so
1: that's the thing with i don't Aronson like is, that like, yeah like fpl pick wise i don't like is he gonna get enough returns i just I don't, don't think know. so. i yeah. don't
0: think so so i don't really like that from an fpl perspective and you know so i think if you were gonna pick one i think it's clearly rodrigo and they have the fixtures to go for it you know it's i'm just, like so traumatized by rodrigo i know but all, <laughs> like he's
1: just like not starting somewhere deep early, down like, i love, love him I I mean I absolutely
0: I do. And Marsh is obsessed with them. I think it's like, yeah. you know, matters a lot. I feel like Bielsa never really trusted him or liked him yeah. and you know, yeah. Bielsa would sub him in and sub him back out, you know. Yeah. Um as of now, I mean, I think he's pretty clearly first choice behind Bamford. Um you know, even in his fucking bad bielsa seasons he scores seven goals in 1200 minutes and six goals in 2200 minutes you know he could score 10 goals this year no question yeah for sure and they have a good yeah. they have a really good run like i think it's absolutely in the same ballpark as the you know the netto's the bailey's
1: whatever if like yeah he could just like be a fucking cheat code I can't believe I'm like actually thinking about Rodrigo again. I didn't think I would enter this phase of Tinker season.
0: I mean, people who are newer to the game than we are like don't know, but like this is what it used to always be like. Yeah. There used to be like ten really sexy, cool five fives. And pretty much all of them ended up being bad, except like Dude, Mahrez. are you not
1: starting with Gaston Ramirez? What's wrong with you? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, there's the one Mahrez year, And then for yeah. the next 10 years, everyone's like, well, who's the Mahrez this year? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably fucking no one. <laughs> like Because <laughs> we're still
1: citing a player from seven years it's ago. It's 2014 yeah.
0: season or some shit. But like, yeah. you know, yeah, I think Rodrigo is a totally reasonable punt. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I mean you made a good case there for sure. Six million. It's just I think it's more looking at him in in that bracket. I mean Martinelli. Like, are you taking Rodrigo over Martinelli?
0: Probably not. But are you taking? Yeah. What do you think about Rodrigo versus Neto? I think is is a conversation, right? Because I yeah. expect Leeds to be a much better attack. Yeah, just yeah, straight I up. Mean,
1: and, I mean, li- yeah. I mean, I think Rodrigo is a similar quality player to Neto, but I I, I don't know. I don't know. That's I haven't thought about that. I That's about that. hard yeah that's tough oh, that's he, the
0: beer is in his hand folks The beer. <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting him going
1: well baby. rodrigo's you're touching on the sensitive spot for me right now with rodrigo yeah, yeah. what else is what are the other questions i don't want to keep talking about this um bailey where are you on bailey leon is he's just a great pick i think i mean he's five million it's a good couple of fixtures to open up with and they spent a lot of money on him, and he was very highly regarded coming over from Leverkusen. And yep. clearly, he's playing himself into the eleven yep. with all the good things you want to see: settled preseason, fit, had some time off, wants to shake it last last year behind him. He's like saying all the right things, walking the walk, talking the talk. You know, Bunda has been like a misfit at Villa for a while. You know, who knows what's going on there? But you know, we we I'm, you know, we're still concerned about Bailey, like. Not starting every game, getting subbed early. If like he makes the first attacking sub, it like could be him because he's just like a little winger and he has all these options at his disposal. But he's just fucking plays five million. Like he's the same price as Oriel Romeo. You know, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) why is he five?
0: I don't know. It's such a mispricing. It's It's insane. He's
1: like Bournemouth, Everton, Palace, first three, like you 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 can't really like go that wrong right i mean he's 5 million like he could yeah. blank those 3 game weeks you're like whatever you move on with your life or he just like does good things and you're like wow this is a great pick and i could just maybe hide him on my bench or put him on my whatever before game week 4 where they have a really bad run i mean the the really bad run is concerning because you can't look at this spot as like, okay, I'm going to just like, hopefully, Bally works out and I can start him for a while. It's like, after the first three game weeks, like, it's a big problem because even if he's still starting at home West Ham, at Arsenal, home city, like, four or five, six, just like, f- villa attack, like, bad. Yeah. And like you were saying earlier, right? There isn't a lot of flexibility of like, well, where do you go from here? Like, Romeo? <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, actually. Like, you to double So you have to double those it. game weeks? Yeah. The one thing, though, I will say that is makes this a little bit interesting. To, depending on how you spread your team around, Andreas Pereira at Fulham, like Harry Wilson's hurt now, and he might just be playing as like. The ten. Like he's like the only other attacker in the team with Mitrovic. Yeah. So he yeah. might just not be doing any six, eight things. He might just be an attacker. Yeah. So you could look at it in that way where you're saying, like, okay, well, worst case, I put Andreas Holgebaum Pereira out there for a little while and, and, and I I make <laughs> do. Holgebaum,
0: I've never seen yeah, that. He's
1: the Hol- he's the Holgebäums. Oh my god. But yeah, that that's my my thing there. What do you what are you thinking over there?
0: Yeah, I mean I agree. I think the main thing that's changed in this price bracket Is that two weeks ago-ish... Neto sort of seemed like the only guy and that's why he was like 25% owned. And now I think there's like three or four guys in and around there competing for like who you're going to start with. Hebdog's question was, is it, is taking two to three players from that bracket okay? And I don't think that's okay because that's just setting I, yourself up for like kind yeah. of a disaster.
1: I think it's totally fine because oh, of the man. wild cards. Like I think yeah. if you wildcard you have card game before, that's yeah, fine. You, like, yeah. that's just fine. That's yeah. a risk you take. Yeah. Because the alternate cases, you know, what that's affording you and the rest of your team is getting you by. And there are PM. so many options that, oh, I got the wrong 5-5. Five, five. I'm just going to do Neto to Rodrigo. Or, oh, I got the wrong 6. I'm doing Martinelli to, you know, Wissa or whatever yeah. the fuck. Like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I mean, there There are, like, seven guys there and you need, like, two or three to hit. Like, I could see that. You yeah,
0: know. yeah, I yeah. I mean, I guess the early wild card does make it more okay in a normal as season. I, I would as say, as they still there. Yeah, in a normal season, I'd say absolutely not okay. Right. Like you're out, you're just setting right. yourself up for complete disaster. Yes. Early wild card, yeah. Yeah. fucking pigeonhole, you know. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with yeah. That. This season, it might actually be okay, and if that affords you like sun over Mount. Yeah. that's pretty good, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, Two, thir- three premiums
1: or whatever, you, yeah, you know, if three you like the way it looks.
0: Those guys, yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could easily do, you know, the five midfield or whatever if you have three of those guys, Son, Mo, you know, Holland... Yeah, you know you could make that team.
0: Yeah, I think you could absolutely make that team with without three, even five, sacrificing two. that much in defense.
1: Yeah, you do three five two probably with like Trent Cancelo and some some guy Trent Canzolo Reese
0: Nico Patterson probably. Yeah. Then you go like Mo Sun three of these guys and then yeah Jesus Holland. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure that that's a team that's that probably a million. Seems affordable good. and really yeah. good. Yeah. Yep. Wow, that's yep. a, that's yeah. a fun fucking team. Yeah. I mean, it's fun until you have to wildcard in Game Week 3, but it's fun <laughs> yeah. right now. Now. Yeah. <laughs> right now, it's very attractive to me. Yeah. I'm very into it. Um... These are some other questions just on like sort of this season before just a bunch of random million other rando questions. So we have a lot more work to do and we're already an hour in. So good job. I asked. Um, Andy all said, have you guys already talked about how five subs will affect things? If you're factoring into decisions, if so, disregard. If not, please give your thoughts. Um, Valtry said, if you'd be planning for an early wild card, like three or four, who do you like for the opening fixtures that you would not be on otherwise? So maybe that's like a, that's like a Bailey thing, maybe. Yeah. And then and Liam said, are either of you planning to approach the game differently this year? It can be in terms of how much content you consume or strategy in general. You know, and he's muting everyone on Twitter basically, which is I think a good job by him. But um Yeah, the five subs we, we did talk about it on like the opening pod, but we haven't really mentioned it again since. I mean Is it in your thoughts at all?
1: Yeah, I mean I just think it's it's gonna be more Sub cameos, right? It's just less like the players we have, like, unless they get COVID or they get injured, like, I expect them to just at least play a few minutes because, you know, with five subs, like, why wouldn't they? We're playing, we're picking players in our teams who are like the best players on the team in their team right so if they're not starting they're just like probably going to come on off the bench and i'm yeah. just like operating under that assumption but i mean covid still exists like people yeah. get covid and can't go play games and shit like can't go into society so you know it's not to say like have no bench but at the same time that's not even possible. Like, it's not even you know, possible
0: because Pereira and Nico and Patterson yeah. and whatever so, exists. Yeah. So you're
1: sorted there, you know? and you
0: have to start a forward. So you can't even start to have three, four, five yeah. forwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about? Uh, I mean, is uh, that sort of similar? Yeah, yeah. Same, same here. It's just like less bench, less money on the bench than ever is is good thing this year. Um, the early wildcard thing, I mean, to be honest, I haven't like I haven't thought about that at all. I've been th- more thinking in like a mid ish wildcard, like six, seven, eight ish. Yeah. So I don't know. But you know, you just you just hyper focus the fixtures is really the bottom line. Just forget about four, five, six and just really hammer down those first few and uh, and just go from there. You know, and yeah, then I Villa is think- a good example, I think.
1: Yeah, Villa's good. I think the, the kind of trickiest one there is that city and or, uh, spurs and chelsea playing each other in game week two is kind of tough like if you're really looking for those first three like do you like avoid those players do you, do you try and not expose yourself too much because that, that fixture is tough for both sides i'm not sure but it's it also goes back to what we've been talking about like the the best teams have the best fixtures so you know planning for the early wild card isn't like that seems like it's like a, not a good season to do that because all the bad teams are like the myth that like you know, they have bad. Fi- I, I don't know. It I mean, I tough. might make
0: the team that we just talked about if I was planning on an early wild yeah. card, yeah. right? I, make, no, I pick yeah. the 3- three m team, team. Yeah. with three 5 5 midfielders in there or whatever who all have good fixtures, like IE, Villa, Leeds, Wolves, and then go yeah, for like there. Yeah, like Rodrigo, Martin Rodrigo, Neto, and Pele or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, probably that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Liam's question Any any difference in the game for you this season? No, I mean content. I, you know, I, I don't consume any content. I mean, I'm on, I'm on the Discord all the time, so like yeah. I'm seeing all the like great my teams like passively. You know, sometimes I yeah, chat, yeah. sometimes I don't. So like I'm plugged into like what's going on that, that way, but um no i don't like enjoy fpl content so i don't do that um and then in terms of playing the team yeah i mean i i think you know if i wasn't trying to like do well my draft right now would have like six different players in it than it currently has (laughs) that scares me that scares me yeah but i'm trying to just like play the game and just like at least right now and see what happens you know see if it's if it works and if it's fun yeah Uh, you know i'm open to other ideas yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) what about you
0: I mean, the big change for me so far from a preseason perspective is just, like, going on other pods, doing more fireside. So I feel more more sort of, like, getting more input than just me mad scientist thing by myself at 5 in the morning, which is, like, usually the only input that I have. Maybe an occasional Walsh, but, like, it's pretty much just me fucking freaking out.
1: now well, um, I have your notebooks.
0: Yeah. And then I, yeah, I made the notebooks. They sold out today. So thank you everyone for who bought one. And I'll try and just, you know, basically the whole point of the notebook is to, uh, I wrote in the description, like, be reflective instead of reflexive and like just being able to like check myself basically and be like, you know, when I say, when I come on the pod in gaming five and I'm like, I fucking knew this guy was going to score. Well, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> because in my notes, I did not even talk about him in the even, first story game. We didn't even
1: write Junior Stanislaus <laughs> yeah, in my Yeah, I didn't notebook. even
0: consider him. Yeah, so check myself. So you know, I that's that's one difference. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see uh, okay. how I do with that. Um. Okay, are you ready to just go? You know, just go. How much for more it?
1: do we have here? Many. Many. Okay. I might need another beer. Yeah, you
0: might need another beer. I might need a pee. We'll we'll see what happens here. Um let me let me jump around. Matt said what what information stats metrics are your favorite to look at when you're picking a game week one team?
1: I don't use any, so none.
0: Yeah, I mean the the usual <laughs> no. for me, XG, XA, you know, minutes, shots, you know. For preseason, it's hard to get XG, but they do they do exist for the game. So use that if you have them. But um, ICT, yeah, <laughs> ICT. I and mean, highlights are, are nice, you know, when you are looking at an individual, right? Like being able to go to something like a Y scout and be like, I want to see all of Leon Bailey's shots in the the Ren game. Like that's cool, but you know, other than that, there is not that many. Um, Frankenstein said you guys have touched on this concept in the past that the best teams don't necessarily have to spend all of their budget would now be a good time to revisit this concept or is this more for around the first wild card when some of the key enablers are discovered
1: I don't know, that's a good question. Yeah, um, I
0: mean I think it is probably what he said when, you know, first wild card is probably the better time to do that. When we know so and so is five and he's a good pick, we know this four oh yeah. is a really good pick, we know this five oh is a really good pick and, and it allows us more budget. Um and that's that tends to be I think when we reach, right? When we yeah. we have nine free And we just sort the mids by price, and we're like, I guess I'll just get this nine instead of being like, no, this seven five is better.
1: And that's what I think makes this exercise a little bit like ridiculous because there's always going to be an outlier like in that way. Like, because you're looking at the small little sample size of like small point, whatever. Like, Bowen at six five is still going to outscore like every premium asset in the game. Right. Like, there's always going to be a player like that. So that's like a little bit tough.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, I feel mad. What do you think about going with a three-mium, not worrying about the price point since you can get any player by dropping one of them to who doesn't perform in the first couple game weeks. So yeah, I mean, I get it.
1: Yeah, I it's it just still I think comes down to like the security of having like the good defenders who are gonna be getting good points to like these punty mids that we've been talking about, right? And I think also like how comfortable you are with just like wildcarding game week two or like wildcarding game week three. You know, I mean, to me, it, it comes down to that, but it's still from like a points perspective, like price per million thing. Like, if you're spending, you know, 35 million on three players, but you're capturing the same one for all three of those <laughs> game weeks or for like, it, like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I agree. So like, that's, it's still, it comes, it, it, it more, I think, comes back down to that. Like, if you're captaining Mo all the time, then you shouldn't have, like, Holland and Kane. Like, you should have one of them to do, like, the one week or whatever. Like, yeah, that, that yeah. I think, is more, like, what you should be looking at, right?
0: Yeah, and I think he's touching on flexibility, which is definitely really important in this game. I've said it before, flexibility is the key to stability, you know, just being able to, like, all it means is like being you're ready to adapt to whatever changes in the in the early weeks when a lot changes and the more flexible you can be the more quickly and easily you can move on whatever's happening you know whatever whoever's blowing up whoever's okay martial's starting the first two games and exploding okay i need to get to him like the more flexible you are the easier it is to do everything um but yeah, I don't think you need to go premium to be flexible. Is <laughs> this my long answer for that? And there's many ways to yeah. be flexible. Leave 0. 0.5 in the bank and just have a normal team. Like yeah. do that.
1: Do you, do yo- do yoga. Yeah,
0: do yoga. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Was it was the entourage quote? And it's like it's like the bulk is so 90s. Johnny, it's all about (laughs) flexibility now or something like that. (laughs) Uh, Drama. Simple Mike said Are there any template or popular picks that you're miles away from considering from Game of One? I feel like I've been trying to convince myself on Neto for three weeks. I still can't get past my feelings. Then he and Wolves are destined to disappoint us all.
1: Yeah, no. Absolutely. Like, no. I think think Bruno Bruno, G is probably the the one for
0: me. Yeah, and even he is like down the list of like mids. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I mean, I think with Netto's, and you know, I mean, I don't I'm fucking just myself, but if any, you know, if you've watched Neto play and you have that valuation, I just like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand what you're watching. I, I don't understand how that is. I mean, I get if, if you don't watch the games as much, you, know, you haven't seen him play that much. Like, yeah, sure. But I just, I don't get that personally for, for, for Neto.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's Neto and Perisic for me, you know, and I, yeah. I, and Mendy, I mean, for now. I mean, like you said, I agree with what you said on Mendy. You know, I could see myself ending up there. But yeah. for right now, where I'm at, I'm just like, ugh, Mendy, like, it feels so bad to me. But, you yeah. know, Perisic, you know, I think you made a great case for him. I could easily see myself going there. I'm still just, like, a bit worried. It would be just really cool if, like one good thing was said about him, you know, about his fitness and his, you know, whatever. Um, and then Neto, you know, we already talked about him. I don't think I need to say anything else. Okay.
1: Um, We're going to talk a lot more about him on Wednesday, I can tell.
0: Yes, true. Yeah. Um, Eggy Brad said, welcome back, Eggy Brad. He said, thoughts on the hot emerging trend of just one premium. So basically, I guess people are talking about just Mo.
1: They're getting like a few eight million mids and shit.
0: Yeah, just yeah. super heavy at the back. Like a four or five one or a five four one with Jason's yeah. or whatever, something like that. I assume. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't mind it at all. I don't mind I think, it. I, again, I just I feel like this comes back to like Holland is owned by half the game, so you know you have to be hitting like, and you're risking it all like to not be hitting. And sure, you could skyrocket, but I don't know if like you want to bet on that. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm still worried about. Doing that when you could just get a really good pick who's just eleven five and get one budget guy and like kind of fit in with all the guys and his fit in team, with all the cool kids.
0: His team just has uh, just coincidentally is twice as good as every team with an eight million yeah. mid. Yeah, so <laughs> and they have again. I've said their fixtures like twice already on the pod, but they have home Bournemouth at Newcastle, home Palace, home NFO from two through five. Yeah, so, so what I, are we talking about?
1: Yeah, I feel like you're just kind of. Shooting yourself in the foot a little bit there, but it could work out. You know, it could, it work, could out. work out.
0: It could work out. It's just hard. It's hard to make it work out. It's I hard.
1: Think. It's just yeah. It's hard. You have to you just can't, hit more. You have to hit, hit like, everything,
0: and it gets exponentially harder the more things you stack on top of each other. Right? Exactly. Like the more, yeah. So it's just really hard. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Sutton said the complete chalk lineup is actually pretty good on paper and affordable. If you pick all the highest owned guys or even playing the game, it feels so boring, but is it actually the most prudent approach to kick off the campaign?
1: I think we fall into this trap thinking like our game week one team is the team that everyone has forever. Like everyone changes their team so much all the time. So, yep. you know, I mean, yeah, I, if you sort by ownership and just pick whatever the fuck that 15 is like your it's team's team. great. You have a great team, and you're setting yourself up like stable success, and you can tweak the edges as you get more information. Like that's, but and no, you're not playing the game. You're just like auto picking your team, but you just look at it in a different way. The game doesn't start before Game of Coin; it starts Game of Coin afterwards, right? Exactly what I was going to say. Like you can.
0: You can pick the best fucking game week one team imaginable. Like you know the future, you pick the best game week one team. You're still not going to win FPL. There's still like a hundred more moves you have to make before you win FPL and captaincies and and transfer you know and all that stuff. So yeah, I mean it's not it's just not that big a deal to like go with the chalk, stay with you know stay with the group. You know, pick the best players who happen to be usually the highest owned, and just go from there. Yeah. It's just yeah, I mean it's almost deal.
1: like you imagine it's like a chessboard. It's like pre game week one, it's like let me like put the pieces in all these different places to like get an advantage versus this approach, which is just like the pieces all go in the same spot. Like we just I just start with the highest owned players and then I move them around. Like Right, right. right.
0: That's exactly what it is. That's and fine. You know, that's yeah, fine to do. It's like that's you have a pretty pretty good chance if you yeah. just start with a regular chess board probably better than just like randomly assembling the pieces because yeah, then
1: you might end up with like 18 pawns and you're like oh shit
0: and you're like fuck I don't even have a queen I'm going sure. no mo yeah it's bad <laughs> Um, Camia said the metas seem to move away from the glue guys given the extra World Cup wildcard. Are we falling back into our typical pattern of overlooking these guys or is or is this just adapting to this year's game state? Who is the most attractively priced of the glue guys if we are to go there?
1: So- it- it's still back to the fixtures on the teams with the glue guys are all bad. Like all of those mid-table to bottom 10 teams with like the Zahas and the JWPs, yeah. the fixtures are so bad to begin yeah. the season with. So I think, we, I think that's the adjustment. Yeah, and
0: well, that, that exactly goes hand in hand with adjusting to this year's game state. Right, if we didn't have an extra wild card, we wouldn't really give a shit what JWP's fixtures are because we're we're just like we're just gonna hold him until we have to emergency wild card later in the season or whatever it is. But that's not the case this year. We don't have to hold any of these guys for that long. We're probably not going to. So you know we don't need glue guys right now. We're looking for hauls and trying to pick the guys who are going to explode, and then maybe we'll get glue guys after the first wild card or after the World Cup. That's yep. just one that'll come into play. Yeah. Um, oh, Brian asked about Rodrigo. Okay. Love that. What did he
1: say?
0: <laughs> he said, When do we believe a Hattie versus a Serie B team, Rodrigo, is good? And when is it not worth considering? Mm,
1: it's pretty good.
0: Pretty good. <sighs> Um, Schmidt said is two 4-5 keepers a vintage throwback like a classic 80s jersey that's fun and feels nice or is it a vintage throwback like an R. Kelly album that now just feels wrong and creates bad feelings
1: inside it's so funny you know like everybody rotated 4-5 or five keepers for years and then it just don't do that's the dumbest thing ever never do no one would ever for... consider it now that's yeah. crazy I don't know like well, that... I don't really know what happened I mean, it must have just been not optimal. Like the the um, the amount of times that that would be good versus worse. Just having four or five and four zero oh with yeah. point five elsewhere must have just like come out ahead. But yeah, I, think I remember just, rotating four or fives and loving it. I yeah. loved being able to like, oh, I want I'm, and now I'm rooting for this team. Now I'm rooting for this team. Well, like, it's it also so fun. fun.
0: It's a fun little puzzle. In the preseason to be like, oh, I start in there, 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 there. there." there, Like, it works out perfectly for the first 11 game weeks I play. It's only home and I'm only, you know. But, yeah, I think probably what happened is also, like, the prices broadly have gone up, like, right? Yeah. Only the worst teams, except for basically Palace, have a 4-5 keeper. Yeah. And then also, I think what people... Began noticing is that the bad teams are way less predictable than the good teams. So, yeah. like you know, Meslier having a good home fixture is not as as good of a clean sheet indicator as just you know a mid table team. You know, yeah. just again like in any fixture. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brian said, "Will second season syndrome affect Brentford? The bees are so hard, man."
1: I'm. I mean, I, I think that I still just think they've been doing great business. I'm really not worried about them at all. I think they're just going to solidify themselves around like the 15th, 16th place mark, and just like be good. You know, what I mean, they have a re- they have a really good team now. It's just I really mean,
0: good. Like people shit on analytics and whatever, but like it's not a coincidence, right? right. Like they're yeah. they're the the Liverpool on a small budget team in the league. Like they're yeah. all of their signings yeah. are under the radar and just like smart and they have a huge analytics budget and yeah it just seems like they're just making like yeah. good signings all the time with a good manager so like yeah.
1: i mean if they're supposed to be a damsguard i mean if they get guard oh and they God, basically for like just 15 spent 15 mil yeah i mean they just spent like 80 mil or whatever on players and they just upgraded their squad everywhere and yeah i mean hickey's a big deal like he's going to make them so much better you know getting King Lewis Potter to to you know bring him up and you know they they're in good shape. I think they're in really good shape. They've all the good center that backs. They're, they're going to be good. The gambling market
0: wise, they're like considered in and around the relegation scrap.
1: Yeah, I think that's wrong. I just yeah, I, mean, I don't the, think this squad is a relegation squad.
0: I mean, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm the the gambling pod that I guessed it on came out you know this morning. But yeah, those guys are all like big. Benford believers they're just like yeah. oh, i just don't see this team in that light at all yeah, yeah. um and yeah I, i'm i mean i'm with them i'm with them yeah they're not like the 18th team to me no no 15th <laughs> yeah um 14th. owen said newcastle came third in the points total for the second half of the season mostly without callum what are the options for eddie's team what about callum
1: yeah he's not isn't he still not fit I saw
0: I saw Wood take a pen at some point in preseason, yeah. right? But I thought I thought Callum was fit. I mean, I'll I'll look, but I don't know. He just always dongs when he's fucking fit, right? I mean, yeah, when he, he plays, he's, he's a machine. He does
1: the things, but I mean, they still have a lot of good picks. I I mean, Tripp's still a good pick. Botman's he, still a good pick. He's fit. He started like three days ago. He's fit. Okay, yeah. So I mean, Callum. I think seven five is just a tough bracket to to hit. Tough price point to hit. You know, when we have, like, Jesus and the, the premium and shit, like, you're going through up top with those two. It's just tough.
0: Yeah, the one, the one, like, case for Callum is, like, you start him for two game weeks and then you can downgrade to, like, almost any forward in the game. Yeah, you start them from Nottingham Forest and Brighton, and then you just get rid because their next three are home city at Wolves, at Liverpool, home Palace, yeah. at West End It's just a nightmare. You have to get rid, and you just go. You just go to whatever forwards popping off.
1: Yeah, and maybe, I mean, honestly, that could be like you have him and Trips just for those first two, and it's like okay, I'm going to try to just get the get those two out after the game week two. Right, They're
0: totally reasonable. I still Down-grade think Newcastle kind of are pretty good, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't hate that. Yeah, I mean,
1: that. those are all good picks. I mean, I know Bruno, you know, you we, we've been very back and forth on Bruno about him as a pick, but Almiron's been doing all the things in preseason. You know, maybe it's a season I've always loved, of I've always I know, you know, loved I, him. I think he's just terrible. But, I, I mean, there aren't like a million picks, but, you know, there aren't zero. Yeah, they're mostly few. they're
0: mostly in defense, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah mean,
1: Trips and Botman, I think, are just both like steady picks that you could just set your clock to and
0: and as of now we're not on pope but you know pope could also just make a mockery of five zero like if if pope just does the burnley thing and gets 20 plus you know bonus points and they keep you know 10 to 14 or 15 cleans which is very realistic i think for this team like you know, he could just be like a god he could just be the best keeper in the game but we don't know yet yeah yep we don't know um, Hemdogs, only a, a couple more questions Hemdogs said, can we fast forward can we fast forward back to this time, I think the wording needs to be worked on a little bit there, but can we fast forward back to this time last year when we all started with Bruno at 12 million Bruno he Fernandez, rewind, right? I think he means rewind back to this time last year, yeah but he said fast forward back he just wants to rewind really quickly and I think he just couldn't get fast out of his head and then fast forward just came out, but you know, alas, we all started with Bruno Fernandez at 12 mil cause he was on pens and shit's points. What's changed? Are we overlooking dear old rat boy? Well, he's probably not on pens, So
1: yeah. And he scored a hat trick and Gateway going last year. So that was a good pick by all of us. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I man, United are kind of just falling by the wayside every day, right? With Ron back in the fold. It's just horrible. It's just kind of a mess.
0: It's just so bad. Yeah, I mean, Ron's yeah, back. He played like thirty minutes or something. He's probably gonna start. Just yeah, just not. Yeah, it sucks. It just sucks. Yeah, a lot Takes has changed. to answer ourselves. his questions. A lot has changed yeah. because Ron's still there, and he's not. Gonna, Bruno's not gonna be on pen, so. Yeah, we'll see. um F. L. Madsen, who's the best four-five defender in the game? Four-five defender in the game. uh Arsenal, Man United, Leicester assets come to mind. So, from fucking Pereira, we shout out Ricky Pereira, and he's fucking yeah, he seriously immediately. injured immediately He's such,
1: he's such a joke, <laughs> so, I, mean, well, ju- I think it, it makes Justin better, yeah,
0: Justin's just yeah. a good pick, I think, yeah, um, Justin's a good pick. You know, if they get rid of Fafana, I don't know, man. It's just,
1: I don't know what the fuck is happening Okay, I don't, know, I don't think so. Fafana's going to go anywhere. I mean, I think it makes Castagna a good pick, too, because... Yeah, he should start. You know, if any, if either of the fullback is going to stay home a little bit more like Kyle Walker, it's going to be Justin, not Castagna. Yes, for sure. So, with Pereira, I think Castagna's interesting. But, no, I mean, there's a lot of, still the same, like, Botman, you know, pals, yeah, we talked about White. You know, or Saliba or whatever. There are four or five picks all over the. There's all over the show There's a million. Dong, just Dong right. reminding
0: everyone that he's a Dong fest. I mean, West Ham. I mean, Lam- yeah,
1: Lampy. has been. I think I don't know if he's going to be starting. The has been playing wing back. I, I know. know exactly. Yeah, it's.
0: I don't know what's up. But yeah, but yeah, you know, you got you got
1: stuff. options. You got options. There's so many. Yeah, there's just yeah. so
0: many good ones. Um I think that's basically it. Questions okay. wise. Yeah, I think I think we can we can wrap yeah. it up there.
1: Yeah, let's call it. And we'll do our teams next next episode.
0: Yeah, so Wednesday we're gonna do a deep dive into our teams. Maybe a sneaky little treat for Patreon subscribers on Thursday, T B D. Um and then, you know, the fucking game starts. So there we are. Let me slap asses. We got a lot of new sign ups. So thank you for the uh new Patreon signups. We got Pontus Johan- Johansson We got Ricard Bergeson Pierre Biquet, Carl Blom Ben23, SV, Kyle Beer, Robert Collins, Stephen Bickerstaff Marco Rista, Chris Malin, Andy Lum AR, Alistair Kenny, Luke Sanderson Serge G, Tyler Bradley And Nikki Slimestat. Yes, Get in there baby <sighs> That's a wrap Any Rap last it. words well, we'll, she- see you- we'll
1: see you tomorrow baby See you
0: tomorrow, check us out at FMLPL.com, follow us on Twitter, at FMLPL. Support Patreon.com, Slash FMLPL. Subscribe, rate, the review,